With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We now present Manny Hills for Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce. Yes, it's Manny Hills for That's Deep right. Thoughts. Thoughts. I have not seen them, but I hope one of them uh, involves uh, watching the uh, Croatian, uh, the Croatia France game in front of that incredibly diverse audience at the uh, Croatian <laughs> Hall yesterday uh, morning. By the way, you know what I love about soccer? 10 a.m. start. You know when they start? Yes. 10 a.m. Yep. The ball's in They play. don't mess around. None of that 7-10 crapola. They start at a top of the hour. That's what I like about soccer. Here they are. Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts. Number one. <laughs> TC wins, ladies and gentlemen. Three for seven. He retains his title as the home run hitting his bear in all the Twins territory. How about a big hand for the folks from ESPN 1500 joining us this afternoon. Manny Hill and Chris Reavers, nice to have you in the park. Sorry you didn't do a little better. <laughs> yes, me and Reavers were in the uh, home run derby against TC Bear on kind uh, of. Saturday. Yeah, we, we, we were there and we were, our presence was there, but we didn't, uh, the results were not... Uh, Mm-hmm. What you would expect? Let me to be say, a I thought Ken, derby, I, I thought Cunningham was less than objective in that announcement. Oh, there. I'll say, little overly giddy that the bear defeated you two <laughs> fellas. So, uh, what, uh, Manny? When's the last time you took some hacks in uh, in that situation? Probably any preparation at all? Not really. And the last time I really swung a baseball, softball bat, whatever you want to call it, was probably about a year ago when I was in the Derby with Dave Harrigan, and I did equally as horribly. Hmm. So... Uh, I did not hit any Reavers. Actually, managed to hit Reavers? one. Yeah, I, I did. I did get a hold did of the, one. Did the bear have to cheat and uh, just wait for his pitch, or did he actually get seven? Oh, he clubbed one right away. Okay, and then yeah. once he hit one in the first swing, we knew we were in trouble. Yeah, because he only over. had to beat one. But I will say this: the bigger obstacle for me personally, Pat, was not trying to defeat the bear. It was trying to hold down all of the liquor I had consumed on Friday night. I saw that uh, crew you were with on Friday night. That, that looked a little dangerous. I looked at Manny and I said, if I look like I'm about to vomit, you yank me off this field immediately. <laughs> well, the uh, the bear wins another one. Yeah. All right. Have we ever... Uh, Harrigan, I guess... Uh, Claims to have been cheated by the Bear uh, about three well, years Harrigan ago, right? tied him last year, okay. the one that I was in okay. as well. Harrigan tied him at two. I Bear beat him does. the first time. Oh, really? I went seven for seven, but that was back when I was still playing baseball mm-hmm. and actually in shape, not the... You know, uh, so you, the know, only, you were the only two guys taking him on? There's usually yes. somebody else there. Okay. Yeah. Was that the hot steamy day? 
Oh yeah, was, she, it was she Saturday. Was a when it was a cooker. Okay. Yeah, was she was right. warm. Well, uh, yeah, that's I've never lost the home run contest. That's right. Nor will I ever lose the home run. <laughs> contest. And I will be posting the uh, the entire derby to the uh, Ride okay. with Voicey show page later today. So All stay right. tuned for that. All right. By, by the number- way, uh, on that note, Judd's golf hole yes. is posted. <laughs> And uh, sad to report, he wasn't as embarrassing and everything else as he's Wonderful tried. Wonderful tee shot. As everything else as he's tried athletically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. Yeah. Oh, and there it is now. Yeah. tumbles to the center court turf. Not an eight for Williams, but a first title for Angelique Kerber. Game so much. And that's it. A fourth Wimbledon title for the rejuvenating Serbian Novak Djokovic back at the top of the game. Yes, Kerber and Djokovic win Wimbledon in the uh, women's and men's side, respectively. And uh, valiant effort for Serena, but uh, Kerber was the better player. And uh, Kerber wins her first Wimbledon title. Djokovic is fourth. By the time I realized it was on, I turned it on. It was over. It didn't last yeah. that long. Six both, three, six three. Both matches were uh, were in straight and, sets. Uh, Djokovic won easy over this Anderson, who of course might have still been exhausted from yes. playing Isner for. Aren't they going to have to do six something? hours and fifty? They've already done it. Really? You used to play every set till. Tiebreakers are only about 30 years old in tennis. Back in the day, you played. So if the first set was 6-6, six, six, you played till somebody won by two. Those wow. things yep. could go on. And the way they hit them now where nobody. But back then, you could take the serve away from somebody. Like yeah. women's tennis is now. They can take the serve away from every each other unless Serena's hitting it. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Kerber's... Uh, uh, Really good player, and Serena yeah. probably ran out of gas. Yeah, and Serena was very gracious in defeat and just mm-hmm. praised Kerber. And just, uh, it really kind of seemed like Serena was just happy just to have proved get, to herself just to be back and, again, and yeah. to go as deep as she did. I don't think she really expected to go as far as she did, but uh, nice job by her. And she apparently she sounds like she's not going to be done anytime soon. So good I'm worried about Djokovic, so man, he looks like he's he looks like he's suffering from about fifty pounds, man. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he man, needs he, nourishment. Yes, he does. He lead. He should go to dinner with Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. And um, open for three. That is what she does. I asked Rachel before the game how many tickets she used for this game, and she said at least 50, but that's what she provided. Phantom will try another three and hits another three. Rachel Phantom, three for three from long distance. Rachel Bannum finished with 11 points, and the Connecticut Sun at one point in the game yesterday, guys, led by 31 points over our Lynx. It was... uh, were you good. observing it? Did you watch much of it? I watched. I watched a little bit of it here and What's there. And what is uh, what is going on here? How, I don't how know. did this happen? You know I, what I think. I've given you my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're sick of having a coach on the sideline haranguing them. That's uh, the coach that won't sit down and shut up and let them play a little bit. Always screaming at them. I think that's the problem with our links. Would help if they had Rebecca Brunson back in the lineup as well. She's mm-hmm. been out the last few games. With none injury, of these but... replacements they've tried have. Uh, yeah, out, well, though. the the thing that Brunson has is that she can step out and she can hit the three point shot now. And so when she's not 
out there spreading the floor, then they kind of struggle. A little is this bit, a case so. though where they only have one objective really in this season is to win a title, and they're just going to push a button once it comes to the playoffs? Somebody said that it's a long season. It's only thirty four games. It's right. not a long season, right? And they only have thirteen left because they're twelve and nine now. So they yeah, got to get it in gear. They're going to uh, they're going to give up the. Uh, you know, home, home court advantage. Plus, they'll have to play that extra round, won't they? Yeah, yeah. Last they year, oh, they there's did. a buy. I didn't. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, double the first, buy, right? Yeah, the first two seeds get get the double buy, so Ooh. they don't have to win as much to uh, yeah. to get to the final. So, all right, and uh, number four. This down feed a touch. Parishits to traffic is tied the game. Ivan Parishits won all here in Moscow. We were cheering then, Manny. We yes. were cheering. Croatian Hall, the basement in Croatian Hall erupted when that first Croatian goal scored. We interrupted eating our sarma and lamb to cheer mightily (laughs) for Croatia's tying goal, but then they cheated us on that handball. Did anybody uh, have any Slivovitz? I I did not. I did not get a chance. They they showed me the jug. Yeah, and I heard some stories. I was talking to some of the old timers, and I and one of the old timers said he came in a couple years ago and ordered a shot, and they said. Don't serve it anymore," he said. Uh, the guy behind the bar said, uh, "They either throw up, or fight, or both." Or both. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they'll have it for special occasions. But well, uh, what's more special than that? Well, no, they had it. Oh, they, they had oh, it. Okay, Sunday. okay, yeah, okay. Guy, there was a few jugs of it Sunday. So. But 10 a.m. on a Sunday, a little early for Slivovitz? Well, a little I think bit they were early, all waiting yeah. for Croatia to win the cup. Then oh, they then they would have cleaned house. Yeah, you're, I bet. It. But yeah. it was it was a good time, though. The crowd was into it. And I, I think they handled the the defeat yeah, they pretty well. They weren't they, too, uh, they too worked like up about the, it. Well, most of them are eighth generation <laughs> Croatian. So. Mom and... You know, somebody came over in 1890 to work at the stockyards, and but, these are the descendants. But our favorite person that we met there, eight-year-old Tate. Eight-year-old she, Tate. She, she was great. Z- she was a lot of fun. Yep, she's a... Uh, I gave her a smart mouth, and she gave it right back yes, to me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very confident little girl, I'll say yes. that. I love confident little girls. My granddaughter's like that. You give her any hard time, she gives it right back in spades. You know, yep. so fantastic. Anyway, and uh, as I said, Manny Hill, the Jackie Robinson of watching, <laughs> watching World Cup at the Croatian Hall. But I understand Larry Doby showed up a little later then, huh? Another I, brother showed up later? I didn't see him. That's oh, what Rook okay. said. Yeah. Did he show up later? Okay. Yeah. okay. So I they dealt him. with the loss okay. How'd they deal with you, Manny? <laughs> that was good. Everybody <laughs> talked to me. One one of the guys actually came up to me and showed me a picture of where they where they cook the uh the lamb. Uh-huh. Where it's all lined up on the on the well, grill and everything. It's great. I hope. Oh, no, yes. No. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, it's yes. In the but, but no, and the lamb was and Royce will agree. It, the the lamb was fantastic. Yes. Oh man, I bet. Right. Yeah, it was great. But we got robbed by those French referees. So. <laughs> all right, we we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back. The uh, starting pitchers were named for tomorrow night's All Star Game. Uh, it doesn't mean what it used to be because they only pitch one inning. Uh, for instance, in 1965, I think Juan Marichal pitched three here against the uh, American League All-Stars back when the National League showed up with the greatest baseball team ever assembled. But that's for another day. Uh, Max Scherzer will start in his home ballpark for the Washington uh, Nationals. You can't, uh, you can't argue with that. Nope. And a Sale, this will be Chris Sale's third consecutive start for wow. the American League. I did not realize that. 
Scherzer leads the National League with 182 strikeouts and has a uh, 241 ERA. And uh, the Nationals need some good news because they are 500 and playing mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. 48 and 48, a well-beaten uh, third in that uh, in that game. Scherzer also started last year's All-Star game, and there was a starter in 2013, so he is making his third start. Sale becomes only the third pitcher ever to start the All-Star game in three consecutive years. Joining Lefty Gomez in 1933-1935, the first three years there was an All-Star game, and Robert Roberts of the Philadelphia Phillies Hall of Famer, 1953 through 1955. Uh, you guys know anything about Robin Roberts? Robin Roberts pitched for bad Philly teams. I remember you bringing this up because he just died a couple part, of years ago, yeah, right? For the most part. Uh, pitched in incredible numbers of innings. Uh, for instance, 1950, the Whiz Kids, when they went to the uh, World Series, 304 innings. That was early in his career. Then 315, 330, 346, 336, and 305. And then, uh, and, uh, then in 1956, uh, he made... 37 starts, and the slacker only pitched 297 in the third innings. He did not make 300. Never made 300 again, but he had one, two, three, four, five uh, starts. He was not only known as a fantastic workhorse, but he could give up some home runs in all those innings. In uh, 55, he gave up 41. In 56, he gave up 46. And in 57, he gave up 40. And I think when Burt gave up 50... It was Robin Roberts' record. Record that he, oh, I think okay. it was 46. Is that yes. what led to the column that uh, <laughs> once again well, separated you and Bert? it was not the 50, but it was uh, <laughs> when he was trying to get to 20 the 20 consecutive. The crowd was clinging. <laughs> <laughs> it was 20 consecutive games. He'd given up a home run in 19 consecutive games. I think the record was 19. I think he was tied for the record and got to about the 8th in the Metrodome and hadn't given up one in an afternoon game and... Kind of a big old high fly ball out there to left field and it's the center, and you didn't know if it was going to go over. And I kind of climbed down the back of the plexiglass, and you know, I wrote about how the tension was relieved, and and the and you know, the crowd was on its edge of its seats, wondering if Bert could continue his record pursuit and all that. And yeah, that didn't work out too good, long term. Although you know, Bert, I tried uh, to like you, Bert, and, uh, Bert took a. Took a shot at me. There was a conversation uh, uh, at the ballpark, I think, Friday night, and uh, and Bert kind of walked into it. I can't remember. Oh, I was talking to Mike Trombley. Okay, Mike Trombley. Oh, yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. He was there, and I was BSing with him. And and Bert comes up, and he said, "Yeah, I was just talking to Ricey about that." And he says, "That's your problem." <laughs> and Trombley looked at me, and I said, "Hey." Bert and I, Bert and I have had much worse than that. Oh Don't yeah, worry that's about nothing. It. I say Bert and I are buddies now. We're right. buddies now compared to the old days. And he says, "Yeah, that's right." So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were fine. We we were fine then. But uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, when he, he. That was that was amazing. though. that kind of came out of nowhere from him. You know, when you see his home run total, the he give up. He give up home runs, but fifty giving up right. fifty it was mm. weird. Uh, the Metrodome was. Uh, I I don't know how he why how he gave up fifty that Cause, year. Cause did Bird ever start an All Star game? Because just it's just Jack and 
Frankie V that started for well, the Twins, Well, not right? for the Twins. He never started one. Did okay. he start one when he was in the other Pittsburgh? I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he did. But, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Max Scherzer and uh, Chris Sale. That's not too bad. No. It should be a good ball game. Very good uh, names in there. But the home run contest, I don't know. What are they going to do about it? It's, How are they going to get the big boys to play? I don't know. I but mean, it, can, it looks to be in jeopardy because they got the tarp on the field oh, right really? now. We got the MLB Network on in here, and the tarps on the field. And what are they saying? Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen anything on Twitter so far. Well, because remember, four years ago here yeah, it got we delayed. Had the delay. We got the one delay. of the best things, or one of the worst things, that happened to my liver. The, the home run derby getting delayed four years ago. Jesus uh, Aguilar for the Brewers uh, will take on Javier Baez. Uh, Alex Bregman, who shouldn't be in a home run contest, should he? You don't uh, think against, so? Well, he can he's kind of a rising little, star. Little, little kind of a guy, a little guy. Freddie Freeman, that's good. Freddie Freeman. I fine. think Harper's going to put on a show, uh, don't you? Harper, well, hopefully. I hope so, because he hasn't been put on a show with his bat lately. He did Harper say, too, by the way, this is his last one. Okay. And Reese, well, you got to do it in your home park. Yes. Right? Yeah. And Reese Hoskins, who might might win it. And this Mac Muncie, he's a good story with the Dodgers. He was like a non-prospect. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he hits a home run every game he plays. And Schwarber. Mike, there's my pick, Schwarber. You got Schwarber? That's your guy. But I'm thinking that uh, that uh, Major League Baseball should talk to the players and figure out a way to get, if you're going to keep doing this, get them. Yeah, because I'll admit it, I mean, it doesn't do much we, for me. Last year we had Judge in there. So we were all, you had Judge and you had Stanton and his you had Miguel. Yeah, well, yeah, he ended up in the finals, and uh, Judge and Stanton and you, you, I was I actually watched the whole damn thing last year because of uh, Judge and Stanton. Being Remember there. too, because you know in Miami they had it closed, and you got to see the cool lightning shots mm-hmm. in the background because it was storming outside mm-hmm. the ballpark when it was going on. That was kind of neat. Uh yes. Yeah, yeah, it was the whole the whole thing, and I, I hopefully they'll get in. But Washington in the summertime. Yeah, wouldn't be uh, terribly unusual to have a little rain, would it? Uh, anyway, the All Star Game uh, and those two guys are the starting. That's the uh, that's the big deal. And the catcher replacing Wilson Ramos, Jan Gomez. So there's six Cleveland Indians in the game. Mm. Although Kluber is not going to participate, but there's six Cleveland Indians as part of the delegation. Is there anybody else they could have picked besides him? I don't know catching wise who's having a decent I looked up year. James, I looked that up. James McCann, but he's only hitting 218. He's got some power. He's got sure. some production. Uh, Gomez what? is having Gomes, not Gomez. Gomes is having his best a fairly decent offense. Some had suggested Luke Ray with Oakland because he's I, having a decent year. I got a question for you. Yes. Would you have these incredibly large all-star teams 34 33 and then they bring two catchers isn't that idiotic well what are they Shouldn't supposed you, to do three in case oh i see somebody takes a foul ball in the throat i mean the catcher can come back in uh that's the one due to position injury, you yeah. can come back in due to injury but why not have three catchers okay guardy well, yes, yeah, I agree with Guardy on that. Uh, I guess I grew up in the era of three catchers. So, do you think? Had, uh, also, I grew up in the area of ten pitchers so, or nine. Are we thinking we probably won't see Barrios actually pitch in the game because he pitched Saturday? I might give him any. They say he's I'll okay. Give him one. Boy, he had he had mediocre stuff Saturday, and and Oof, it was it was weird because he pitches. he breezed through that first inning really quickly, mm-hmm. and then yeah. just the wheels just came off after that. It was really weird, mm-hmm. boy. And you said it earlier, Ostadio comes in, 
He was throwing beach balls, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I went to, as I, I went Sunday to a coach's pitch game for a seven year old. <laughs> Willens could have been throwing the oh, same yeah. stuff in that game, man. They had arc. Yeah. He did. <laughs> well, how about the first pitch he threw to Gomez? Oh. Was it a ledge curveball? Yeah. And Gomez looked at him and he kind of went. Yeah, like, like I got one. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, that was bad. You know who's going to be good for Tampa? By the way, that Bowers kid is going to oh, be a good player. Left-handed hitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He ripped our boys up. That's for sure. Anyway, All-Star game. I'll turn it on. I sure. I always watch yeah. it. I love it. It's fun. Uh, and I I saw Oberman, who I generally agree, come up with. It should be like hockey. They should have three different, four different teams, and then play three three inning games. Well, there's nothing wrong with the baseball all-star game because they actually play the yeah, sport. It's right. the only they, one that the resembles only sport the, yes. where they can play the game. Everything else, nobody plays the game, so right. uh, we don't we don't need that. All right, we'll be back. John Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update nice, relaxing week. John <laughs> Kenny's back. It We're is all happy. Yes, very happy. Mm-hmm. I kind of panicked though when you went to break at four ten. I almost ran in and tried to do a traffic. But I realized <laughs> I didn't Force have, have to. it. Yeah, yes. I realized I didn't have to. Uh, this update is sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens is here for all your diabetes needs. Stop by today to consult with your pharmacist to get trusted advice and tips about your diabetes medications and testing supplies. Uh, twins, they're in the All-Star break, as is everyone else. They won't play again until Friday night. They're 44-50. and 50. They're in second place in the American League Central, seven and a half behind Cleveland. Jose Barrios, the Twins' representative in the All-Star game. Uh, lineups and starting pitchers named today. Chris Sale starts for the third year in a row for the American League. Max Scherzer goes for the National League. I didn't realize, I saw a note today, this is his seventh All-Star game, Sale. Does wow. that sound Seven? right? Does wow. that sound right? Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they put, they got little decals yeah, on little the numbers. unis with how many times they've been in the All-Star game. Yeah, oh, nice. That's kind of a neat deal. Uh, the uh, lineups, if you're interested, American League, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Trout, uh, J.D. Martinez, Jose Ramirez, Aaron Judge, Manny Machado hitting seventh. That's a pretty good lineup. <laughs> good lineup. Manny Machado hitting seventh. Uh, Jose Abreu and uh, Salvador Perez hitting ninth. Uh, the National League, Javier Baez leading off, Nolan Arenado hitting second, Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Matt Kemp, Harper, Bryce Harper, uh, Nick Marcakis, Brandon Crawford, and Wilson Contreras. Who was the actual starting first baseman, Goldschmidt or Freeman? Uh, one of them's got to be DH. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah I, I think know. it was Freeman. Wasn't it Freeman? Yeah, I think so. I thought Freeman won the vote. thought. Yeah, Goldschmidt, who was terrible for two months, has been in heat lately. Yeah. Also, how about the year Nick Markakis is having, too? Yeah, He's out of really nowhere. Good. Yeah. Very quiet. Urine test! <laughs> <laughs> Such cynics. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, Fernando Rodney pitched in the fifth inning. Uh, that raised some eyebrows and brought lots of comments on the broadcast. I thought he was being deported by Trump. Well, turned out uh, they let him go because at 3.30 he had to catch a plane because today he did have an immigration hearing. And today, Rodney posted on his Instagram account, he is now a United Good States for citizen. Him. Yes. So, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota United coach Adrian Heath had some strong words after his team's victory Saturday against uh, Salt Lake. Ooh, that means the show tomorrow will be awesome. One quote in particular, he said, maybe the players will start listening to the coaches now instead of everything else that's going on around the club. I don't know what that means, but perhaps, as Chris said, we'll find out tomorrow during the coaching show. I was reading Megan Ryan's piece on this Mm because I was interested. 
Apparently, they told them we wanted them to, when we played in the ball in on corner kicks, we wanted them to play it long mm-hmm. into the pack, you know, ah, and uh, because they had a short goalie, the mm-hmm. other team, little tiny fella, and uh, <laughs> and we were playing short corners three times in a row. They kicked it short instead of long, so it was kind of like uh, Terrell Newman. Telling Terrence Newman. Terrence, uh, Newman. Terrence Newman telling them to pay no attention to what Rose, Zimmer yeah. did. Yeah, we'll, we'll play my defense. Forget the coach. That's and then Xavier Rhodes saying after afterwards it was just mis- it was just miscommunication. Yes, miscommunication. Wouldn't uh, employing a short goalie be a bad strategy? Well, you know, I, yeah, I would think so. I think you want to be a nice big tall guy. Yeah, well, they got a shorty apparently, real real little tiny. Guy. I want a guy with a big wingspan. You know, goalie. In hockey, you can get a short, fat guy who can take up a lot Just of room. plug it up. But yep. you, there's too much net in soccer. You can't get a guy that fat. There's nobody that fat. That's true. Uh, t- t- tomorrow. <laughs> and if he is, he ain't going to move very well. <laughs> no, he isn't. <laughs> tomorrow, the coaches show at 6 o'clock. Adrian Heath here at 1500 in, ESPN. In the studio? or uh, In studio oh, this week. Oh, goody. Yes. I'll be able to tease him. There are also uh, two games this week. Uh, yes. on, on this station. Uh, they play New England on Wednesday. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. And Sunday they play LAFC. That one kicks That off is a Ricey Scarf Day. We got our group from uh, the Curry Center auction. Uh, Which one? On Sunday. Oh, nice. Sunday, yeah, 6 o'clock. Ricey gonna, Scarf Day. I hope we, it's a hundred. We got about 30, 40 people who uh, bid a certain amount of dollars to help Curry Center, and we're going to all wear scarves. You have nice. to wear it for the entire duration, too, right? I would guess so. I don't know. I Just want to see sit those there pictures. look like a big sissy, but that's the way it is. <laughs> You're going to be there, right? Yeah, oh, well, I got to be there. Yeah. I, I mean, I get to you, be you there. Get I get to, to be there. there. Yes. You get, get to, to be, be there. there. Yes. The NFL <laughs> distributed more than eight billion dollars in national revenue from its television deals in 2017. Wow. Uh, we know this because the Green Bay Packers, uh, they're a public company, uh, and they tell uh, uh, all the money stuff. Each team pulled in. Two hundred fifty-five million, okay. according to the financials revealed by that the Packers. That Ziggy, he spends money. Damn it, that Ziggy, he's, <laughs> he's not some cheapo like those poll ads. He spends money, man. He's what trying to farce. get away with a mere two fifty-five billion before he sells tickets and the rest of it. The bump and is, gouges for the PSLs too. Yeah, yeah, we got that. Bump is an increase of four point nine percent in national revenues. Uh, Packers president Mark Murphy said any effects from the NFL's tough season, including the national anthem stuff, didn't appear to manifest itself in their books. Unbelievable. All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. John Marthaler takes over page two in the Star Tribune sports section on Saturdays. Drive Sid crazy, by the way. And uh, also now contributing uh, some soccer coverage here at 1500ESPN.com. And you uh, gave us France, a guaranteed a France victory on Saturday. I had big hopes for Croatia, uh, but uh, France uh, got the official to take the dive right off, uh, go for the dive right <laughs> off the bat, uh, made it one nothing and put my croats in a hole there what'd you think well i i think my france pick at the start of the tournament seemed very risky because when it's france we're talking about there's always a chance that half the team is going to hate the other half of the team within a week (laughs) of the tournament starting but this year they all seem to have gotten along and they were by far the most talented team in the cup so i got lucky and this is a kind of a new bunch a fairly young bunch compared to what they have been 
it's got to be a little depressing if your other teams in Europe or around the world that their core is all about 26, 27 or younger, all the way down to Kylian Mbappe, who's just 19. So they they reached the finals of the European Championship in 2016. Now they won the World Cup in 2018. They look like they're set for four, five, six more years here. Is there a French style of soccer? Well, the French style seems to be mostly get good players and then send them to other countries with better leagues where they become the best players in the world. It's it's a little strange in that the French national team is great and most of their players are some of the biggest names in soccer, and yet they tend to play in England or in Spain or in Italy. So apparently the the way to be good if you're French is to go somewhere else. So uh, you got the Premier League, you got the Spanish League, which are running neck and neck, and you got Italy and Germany, so they're no better than the fifth best league in Europe? Uh, they, I would say they're definitely the fifth best, and with Paris Saint-Germain um, buying everything, everybody they can get their hands on, with PSG they've got a team that can compete with anybody in Europe, but from top to bottom, I'd say they're the fifth-best league in Europe, yes. Well, what is interesting is uh, with all the uh, controversy about immigration in, uh, in Europe, just like there is here, uh, what the uh, team is basically uh, all the uh, sons of, uh, of uh, African immigrants, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. You, I, I don't think that the anti-immigrant sentiment usually extends to people who can play soccer. I think that's <laughs> true just about everybody, everywhere in the world. And uh, they have. Uh, how long has uh, how long have the, those guys been the uh, nucleus of uh, French soccer? When they won it last time, did they have a a big uh, mix of African uh, descendants too? Yeah, you know they've they've always had sort of a an immigrant flavor to the team, and that was definitely true in 1998 as well. I think with the anti-immigrant sentiment, you're going to hear probably more about it. I you, you you hear people talking about that sort of thing, and honestly, I don't think it matters that much because I if you ask any one of those guys, they're as French today as they were yesterday. So now I don't know that much about it, but until '98, the uh, the 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 uh, image of French soccer was they could screw up a one car parade, right? I mean, no matter <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, if, if if they had a chance to mess something up, they would. Yeah, I don't think that was. I don't think that stopped being true in 1998. I think that's been true right through to the present day. So, but they're always uh, very talented. Yeah, they they they've always been a very talented country. There's there's always people who are willing to screw it up. I think there were people calling for the French national team coach to be fired up until about 20 minutes ago here, and then they'll <laughs> probably start up again in about a week or so. So. Well, uh, now England, uh, England is uh, apparently taking the loss in the semifinals fairly well because this is a new bunch, a young bunch, and they see they see the possibility of a win and one four years from now. <laughs> I got the sense that most of the English fans expected their team to lose to Panama on the first stage. So the fact that they made the semifinals seemed like a a major thing. And now I I feel a little bit bad because they have sort of a young team too and. Traditionally, what's ha- what happens in England is if they feel like you have a chance, then the media and all the fans will combine to keep as much pressure as possible on, on you until you're embarrassed and they can try to run you out of the country. <laughs> well, so, the, uh, so the tabloid influence is stronger in England than anywhere, uh, as best yeah. you can tell? 
Uh, they will cheer for you right up until they think you're good, and then they'll try to ruin your life. <laughs> well, uh, meanwhile, is Rooney heading over here officially or not? Yeah. His first game uh, for D.C. United was this weekend. They just opened their new stadium in Washington, D.C., pretty near the Nationals ballpark, and his first game was Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember which one. And is he cooked, or has he still got something left? Well, he's still got something left in terms of providing a focal point for D.C.'s attack, especially. They they have struggled to find anybody to score goals, so he'll have enough left to provide something for him. I think you saw the same thing with Bosky and Schweinsteiger, who came over to Chicago, and a lot of people in Europe thought he was cooked, but he's really provided a steady a steady hand for Chicago. Did Colleen come with him or is she uh, vacationing <laughs> somewhere warm in her bikini for the uh for the uh, London tabloids? I have no information for you. Okay. There. All right. <laughs> uh, he and Colleen's uh, romance has been covered more closely than uh, Prince Harry's and Meghan's uh through the years <laughs> in the past. It's uh it's always fun to uh, see that, but uh uh it, it is it you got to give him credit for finally saying, "Okay, we got to get rid of the old guys here and try to do something else." Right. I feel like Rooney has reached that trough where the media tried to ruin his life and now he's sort of becoming an elder statesman where Everyone in England looks back and thinks, yeah, Wayne Rooney was pretty good. Well, we miss him. What happened to that guy? They <laughs> hey, always J- loved him. John, how is 48, a bracket of 48, going to work? I mean, the what are the... Uh, is the diagram of that? Are we going to have six team? Uh, are we going to have six team groups now? What are we going to do? I believe what the plan is is they're going to separate it into three team groups, and the top two from every group of three are going to make a thirty-two team knockout round. Wow! Whereas this year was sixteen. So how many? How many uh, well, games will that add? Uh, I. <laughs> Without doing the math off the top of my head, it's—I would say—the tournament's going to take about six months to finish. <laughs> well, it's—it uh, does really seem silly, especially if uh, what I call conca 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 calf is uh, going to uh, keep the same. Are they going to what get two more teams, which means it'd be impossible to miss? Yeah, I well, you know, coming up to this World Cup, we all said oh, it would be impossible for the United States to miss the World Cup, and look what happens. So. I I think I don't know if it's going to add anything to the tournament, but I also know that when they added eight teams and went from 24 to 32, which was back in 1998, people said the same thing. And now I can't imagine the tournament without 32 teams. But let's so, face it, this is uh, this is they want to guarantee that the United States is in it uh, for television. <laughs> that would be my uh, my my reason here. But they're not sure if they're going to be able to do it in Qatar or not, huh? Yeah, there, there's been talk about expanding it to 48 the next time around, but as far as Tutter, I I can't quite understand how they're going to have a World Cup there no matter what, whether it's 48 or 32 teams. It's so. going to be 700 degrees, so that'll be yep. interesting. Despite being in, it's going to be in November and December, which will be a little strange, but it'll still be 700 degrees, yeah. Speaking of strange, Coach Heath being very aroused after uh, an angry <laughs> after a victory was interesting. Uh, how do you think his uh, status is with the uh, franchise? Well, they, every public statement the franchise makes is supportive of them, but I can't, I can't imagine that they can continue to be mediocre and have him continue to stay the course. They just, you look at last year versus this year, and they honestly have not improved all that much from last year to this year, and especially 
as the other expansion teams that have come in in the last couple of years, Atlanta and Los Angeles SC, and now Cincinnati next year, we'll see how they do. But the other expansion teams have been have done very well. Atlanta might be the best team in the East. LAFC might be the best team in the West. And then Minnesota has just been sort of riding below the playoff line a little bit. So I can't, I can't imagine that Heath will get a lot of te- a lot of time to keep trying to improve the team if he's gone a couple years without doing so. But it's, it seemed like a lot of things have been pointing towards the new stadium next year, no matter what. So I guess it wouldn't be entirely surprising to see him, on the sidelines. Everything considered uh, Russia hosting the World Cup seemed to work out? Uh, Not as many people got arrested as they thought. There weren't as many hooligan fights. So you got to think that that's... when When you're starting with that kind of low bar to start with, it's hard not to be successful. All right. Well, uh... I got into it. I love to see the uh, people crying in the stands, the adults, growing adults in the stands. That's always fun for me. So, hey, John, thanks for your time, sir. Yeah, absolutely. All Thank right, you. John Martholler. He, he does a good job. And I actually read his soccer stuff on, uh, in the Star Tribune on page two. And then I always tell Sid how much better that is than Sunday's page two uh, when he dominates the page. And that's always fun. We'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? I said, I don't know about any petition, but they tell me you got one up. And I don't know about any petition, but I'll tell you what you can do with it. Because Robinson's going to play on this ball club. Because I don't look at the color. I don't care whether he's green, black, yellow, white. He has talent. And he will put money in your pocket and my pocket. This is some kind of player. On this day in history, the Billy Martin of the era, Leo DeRocher, Leo <laughs> the Lip, as they called him on July 16, 1948, middle of the season, he left the Dodgers to go manage the Giants. Wow. Right across town. Uh, they'd been arch rivals. What a turncoat. And uh, apparently the Giants, uh, the Dodgers were mad at him. He was feuding with Branch Rickey and other people. And of course, he was the uh, you know he was what had nothing to do with Jackie Robinson. He was feuding with the uh, with the other people, so they basically let him leave in the middle of the season, and he uh, went to the uh, New York Giants. The neither team won that year. The Boston Braves won the division, but uh, he he managed both those teams about an equal number of games. Leo Lalip Derosha. <laughs> 